It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Uh, our first stop is going to be with Sandra over in Durham. If you want to submit a question to be featured on a future episode of the show, you can do that at acolerealty.com. Sandra says, we're not looking to flip a house, but have considered a fixer-upper just to get a good deal. But do you actually save that much money by the time you factor in all the repairs and upgrades? Is it better to just find a home with less work to put into it and pay the higher premium up front? You know, Sandra, in today's market, I would almost uh, guide you to go ahead and just get something that's moving ready. Um, And the reason why I say that is there's not as many homes available that are fixer-uppers where you're getting the significant deal. We're even seeing the fixer-uppers that just seem to be so expensive in today's market um, because buyers are paying premium because of the limited inventory. So not that there's a right or a wrong way, but if your goal is to buy a fixer-upper, for this huge savings, I don't think that's the right route to go. Um, If you're buying a fixer-upper because you enjoy kind of the DIY, you know, just like enjoy like making it your own, you enjoy like, you know, the the handyman work of things, I would say run with it. But again, I I don't know that I'd go the fixer-upper route if it's just for a savings standpoint. Yeah, it's interesting too, because we also have, right, like shortage issues and supply chain issues that are leading to higher prices for materials. So that makes fixing and flipping even harder, right? You brought up a great point. Um, And again, I heard that they are on the rise again. So, you know, cost of, you know, wood materials, things that you will need to improve the home, that's going to be really expensive. And that's also why we're seeing an increase um, just in overall, you know, new construction and the price point there, because it's costing builders a lot more to build homes. Great points all around there, Angie, and a great question. Thanks for sending that one in to us, Sandra. Hopefully that gives you some direction and some help. All right, Conrad has our next question in Wake Forest. Conrad says, should I try to boost my credit score before getting pre-qualified for a mortgage? Um, Of course, Conrad, but what I would first do actually is speak with our preferred lender, who is Jonathan Ellis with Cornerstone Homes. Speak with him to see where you're at because, you know, there is a significant difference if, for example, you're at a 600 and then you're at a 7 or 800, you know, but if boosting the credit scores only bringing it up just a couple of points, we would say, go ahead and run with it, go ahead and get pre-qualified and buy now. So I guess it's really understanding where are you at currently, what's your end goal, and what difference will that truly make in your interest rate, you know, the the uh, expectation for a down payment and then your mortgage payment. So, you know, yes, you want to make sure that you have a decent credit score because, again, the better the credit score, the lower the overall interest rate. You're less of a risk for the, the lenders or the banks that are, you know, funding you as far as your mortgage goes. So, yes, having a Better credit score is wonderful, but I would definitely take some guidance and speak with our lender, Jonathan Ellis. Very good. And again, if you want to get in touch with Jonathan Conrad, a great way to do that is to text the word SAVVY to the number 21000 and download the mortgage app that we have available where you can get pre-qualified and get more information about mortgages, latest news, rates, information. Text the word SAVVY to the number 21000 to access those resources and more. Bert 
we got a question for you, or you have a question for us, I, I should say. Um, and Bert is writing in from Raleigh and says, I'd like to start investing in real estate. What do you see as the better long-term strategy, flipping properties or finding homes that can become good rentals? I would say finding homes that can become good rentals. Um, first of all, inventory levels, of course, are very limited. So finding a true good flip it is not as easy as what it was in the past. Um, I would say the people that are typically flipping right now are buying land with maybe an older home on it, tearing it down, building a much larger home. And that's not a small investment there. Um, so they're not these lower end flips that are taking place. So the long term strategy, I think is going to be most beneficial for you, Bert. Um, and so that means buy a property, something that you can rent out, even if you are just breaking even right now, I can promise you long term, it's going to be a smart investment because of the natural appreciation that we're seeing in the market. And then eventually your mortgage, um, if you have a mortgage on the property is being paid down by the tenant. So I definitely would look into purchasing investment properties for the purpose of renting. Um, we are working with so many clients that realize how amazing of a market we're in right now. A lot of them that are, aren't even looking, local, buying sight unseen, buying up properties for this purpose to hold, hold long-term and to rent them out. Yeah, very cool. And great question, Bert. Also really comes down to like, those are two very different things from your standpoint as a, uh, just pretend of yourself as a business owner, if you're truly looking to get into the investing side of this, if you're flipping, like that's full-time job. If you're going to be hands-on flipping homes yeah, and, right. and, you know, fixing them up and also a very different skill set and tool set for yourself versus buying rental properties where really the skill set is then more managing the property. It's numbers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times people get property managers, you know, we have a lot of investors who never even see the properties. You know, we do yeah. the virtual showings for them, the walkthroughs, you know, we run numbers to make sure that numbers make sense. And, you know, I'll be honest with you as far as I'm not super savvy when it comes to terminology, as far as on the investment standpoint, but we have two amazing agents on our team they understand all that a lot better than I do. But you know, a lot of times we are helping our investor clients purchase a homes, they never even step foot in them. You know, they have a property management company that does all the vetting of the tenants, um, gets them placed, collects the rents. And so, you know, really, it's just kind of collecting a paycheck every month when it comes to the investor. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a really good question, Bert. But yeah, two different directions there for sure. Hopefully that gives you some guidance. All right, Lonnie has our last question in Holly Springs. Lonnie says the real estate agent we used to buy our home years ago is no longer in business. What's the best way to get started if we're looking to sell our home this year? Haven't been through this process before. Yeah. So Lonnie, you know, I would say do your research, you know, meet with one agent, meet with three agents and, you know, listen to what they have to say as far as their marketing plan, you know, when they're going through the comparables with you, giving guidance on pricing, you know, look at the reviews, maybe ask for some recommendations um, from their past clients. Be careful not to just go with the agent that gives you the highest price point because unfortunately um, that can be something that an agent does to kind of upsell their value is, oh, well, I can get you this for the home, but maybe they're not just being very honest and transparent. So make sure you're really looking at, you know, their numbers, ask them for, you know, hey, proof, you know, how many homes did you sell last year? What were you, what was your list versus sales price? How much did you net your clients? So really dig deep, ask some questions and do some research. And so if you, Lonnie, are looking to potentially sell your home, of course, understanding the process is very, very important um, just because the market is ever changing. So we want to make sure we're giving you the most up-to-date information. Um, and to do that, we can schedule 
schedule a listing presentation with you. But first of all, I know a lot of people, they want to get a feel of what their home is worth in today's market, which I bet you'll be pleasantly surprised. And if that's the case, you can just text the word SAVVY, that is S-A-V-V-Y, to the phone number 21000. You'll take you to a landing page. Click where it says, what is the value of your home? Click that, and then we will give you a value based on your home, location, square footage, age, all that good stuff. Um, so once again, if you are thinking about selling your home and you want to get an idea of what your home is worth in today's market, you can just text the word SAVVY to the phone number 21000. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.